You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Youth Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. A special episode for you today as I'm joined by two special guests, one who you might recognize, the other who you definitely should recognize. I'm not going to reveal them this early on, but we're going to talk a lot about two standout players for the University of Utah. Uh, one on offense, one on defense, but maybe not the ones that you're thinking of as these have recently emerged for the University of Utah to become stars in a very unique way after joining the team as walk-ons. We'll also talk about a little bit about Oregon State, how the Utes match up against them, and what we expect to happen on the game. All that coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Utes podcast for October 21st, 2021. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Youth Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, my Utah friends and family. It is myself, Brian Brown, coming to you live, as always, from my private studio. Oh, wait, not so much. But first, thanks for making Locked On Youth your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And by we, I mean myself, my co-host tonight, Steve Bartle. Hey. And my third co-host, Big Daddy Bagley, Cole Bagley, <laughs> making his weekly appearance. What's up, Cole? What's good? <laughs> My man is a podcast star now. Uh, it's so good to see your uh, light shine. Just recorded with Social Hall Sports, so shout out to that. Excited to listen to that one. Um, Which is a completely different. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. fun, but it is just. Yeah, it is but like The quiz at the end, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andrew and Chris. Yeah, uh, Andrew and Christian do a good job with that one. Uh, so just, you know, if you want to have more silly fun stuff, Social Hall Sports is a good one to go with. Uh, we're going to talk about Utah athletics on this one. Uh, thankful that Steve was willing to join me. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're double dipping a little bit tonight. So, so you might, dip. if you know of an, another podcast maybe that we do, that there might be multiple episodes tomorrow for you to listen to. This one I want to talk primarily uh, with Cole because you've had a couple dynamite interviews this week. Uh, one especially, uh, do you have a preference with which one you want to start with? Because I think, if I'm going to guess, it's probably Devon Vele. Yeah, we can go with Vele. Okay. That was potentially the best interview I've ever had with a Utah football player. So, Which is impressive because you've had a couple good ones recently. Jaquin and Jackson, we, we got some good yeah. ones from him. Uh, so let's start off with this. Uh, Devon Vele coming off a very strong performance against Arizona State, had the circus catch. He looks like a different player the last two weeks. Uh, what was the vibe that you got from Devon as you were talking to him? And, and by vibe, you know, like I, I think he's a guy who struggled a lot with the mental side of it, right, with having confidence. Did you feel like he had more confidence when he was talking to you? And, and was there anything that he said that maybe attributed that to something? He just seems a lot happier. Um, I think I don't, I don't know that there was a really good relationship between him and Charlie Brewer. I think there's a much better relationship with him and rising. And he even talked about how, you know, they came here, they came to Utah at the same time. They're on the scout team playing against Julian Blackman, Jalen Johnson, um, Gidry, a couple NFL guys now. And so he said that, you know, we've, we've had that chemistry since that, since back then. 
you know, we know each other. And he said, we even often look for each other, you know, when we're out on the field. Um, and so I think Bailey just seems really excited and, and happy to be, you know, producing, but, but he remains incredibly humble, which like throughout the whole interview, he just kept telling me, I don't like talking about myself. I don't like boasting about myself. And I, I had to remind him, like, dude, that's why I'm here is the, is, you know, not that you need to be, you know, like super prideful, but like, go ahead, man. Like you've been awesome. Like, you know, have your heyday. And yeah, I, I you know, I'm asking these questions cause you've done so well, but uh, it's just impressive. I mean, the guy, he's just a freshman but um he's just been really impressive i think he's just really happy um with you know the the opportunity that he's had to produce and that he's um been their first teammates and and a guy he said he's he's happy to be a guy that they can rely on so cool that's interesting that you bring that up and him being reliable and feeling confident and comfortable in being a guy that they can rely on it seems like cam as you mentioned has gone to him a lot that they have that chemistry um you know and Vele has played a, a an important role for this offense he's provided a little bit of a deep threat what's kind of been his i don't want to say mindset but just his kind of his mentality and what he brings to the field so he was i mean i was asking about that and he says you know i just i pride myself in always making sure that i do what the team needs me to do uh, whether that's out there or making plays or being on the sidelines trying my teammates. Um, you know, he's, he's just looking to be whatever the team um, wants him to. And so I think that right there is why he's such a special player is he's willing to do whatever it may be. You know, the first couple games, he was rarely targeted. I think he had one target in those first two games and now he's been targeted, you know, however many times, but he's brought in a lot of those passes and scored a couple touchdowns. And so um, that's really just what I feel like, is is who he really is on the inside is just a team player who's willing to contribute and when when the team has called his number he's been there for them he came to utah as a walk-on did he have anything to say about that experience and how it kind of molded him into the player that he is now yeah i mean he he says it's really really nice to see all of his hard work finally pay off he he mentioned you know when you're a walk-on you're kind of a a punching bag a little bit, you know, you go out there, you take the hits, you go against the, you might be on the scout team and take, you know, the reps against the best of the best. But he said, it's just really, really helped him to develop as a player. Um, it's helped him to understand what it really takes, the grind, the hard work and the effort. Um, I think it has everything to do with, with his success. And, you know, similar to kind of Karene Reed, you know, those are two guys that I was able to talk to this week, two walk-ons. And I think because of the process they had to go to that grind, it's just molded them into these incredible individuals with awesome work ethics. And now they're seeing, you know, the fruits of their labor. Cole, with that USC game, obviously we all remember the flea flicker. Um, I'm curious, you know, with Devon being the guy that Cam went to, what, what was his thoughts on that play? Uh, he told me uh, you know, he, he remembered when he called it in the huddle. He thought it was super bold. That's the word he used. I thought it was a very bold move, but I immediately thought this is exactly what the team needs. Uh, he said it was it was perfect because it was something the team needed to to get out of their comfort zone. I believe they were only up by three or four points um, at that moment in time, and I think everybody recognized. You know, as soon as we we saw Pledger throwing that pitch back to Cam, it was like all right, this is this is exactly what we need. And then they completed the pass and and scored a touchdown. So. 
um, he simply said, you know, it was bold, but it's exactly what the team needed. And I think, um, you know, just about everybody would agree with Bailey on that one is sometimes Utah can be a little bit reserved. Um, I think a lot of us were maybe expecting them to just take a knee and go into the half, but I love the boldness by rising. And I hope it's something we continue to see throughout the season. Is there anything from the interview that stood out to you either about Vele's personality, what he said, or, or just how it's kind of translated to him starting to emerge on the field this season? Uh, just kind of going back to, to what we talked about um, a little bit earlier is he just has the most incredible amount of humility. Um, he just kept telling me and kind of, you know, kind of laughing it off of, Oh, I don't, I, I don't like to be, um, I don't like to be thought of as, as um, super pivotal. I don't like to be thought at, thought of as someone um, who is carrying the entire team on my, team on my back. And not that I was, uh, not that I was saying things like that, but, you know, I'd asked him, you know, you, you were critical in, in the victory against, uh, against USC. And he's like, Oh, well, it was a team effort. You know, we, you know, we had plenty of guys out there that were playing hard. The defense stepped up, you know, Cam was awesome. You know, Tavion, he's just, he immediately deflects. And I just think it's hard at times to find players of high talent that are selfless, that they can point back to the team. And I think it's all about the culture at Utah. I mean, I don't know about, you know, you guys, especially you, Steve, in the time that you spent with the team. But I think one of the most incredible things about the University of Utah football program is across the board. I feel like anytime I talk to a player, they just are, are pointing back to the, to the team, to the family, um, to the family vibes that they get, the, the culture, you know, the, the, what Whittingham has really put into place. I think that's why we're able to see such special groups year in and year out. And, and Vele is just another one of those guys that's fully embraced the culture and who has put in the work and it's now paying off, but it's just so awesome. And it's just, it's a humbling experience, I think, for me to just see, okay, here's guys that have been through the ringer and now seeing success, have every reason to boast, and yet he is constantly telling me, you know, give the credit to somebody else. So that that's really what just stood out for me with 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 Devon. And that's super um that's super refreshing, especially for a receiver, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like rare. Very rare, yeah. right? To have that kind of humility and and team first attitude you know for those receivers like a lot of it is give me the ball and get out of my way so that's that's super refreshing I, i love that attitude cole you brought up culture and obviously we know that utah is known for their culture but you know with cameron rising being in there since he's been the guy you know maybe it's not culture uh but the but the mood the the just kind of the morale of the team has changed. Did Devon, did he touch on that at all with, with Cam being in there and kind of just kind of the mood of the team? Yeah. I mean, he, he said, and I didn't even really ask anything. Um, we kind of got into that whole Cameron rising conversation. Um, just, just out of the blue. I mean, and I, again, that's something that I feel like I'm seeing with a lot of players, especially offensive players, um, but occasionally even defensive guys are talking about Cam rising. Um, but he told me, you know, Cam is overall a great leader. He's changing the whole culture and helping the entire team out. Um, and then, you know, he also shared something that that doesn't surprise me at all. He said, you know, rising, rising is always smiling. You can't walk past him in the hallway without asking him how you're doing or cracking a joke. That's just how Cam is. And it's awesome. 
he said, that's what we needed, especially at the beginning of the season when things are rough. So, uh, yeah, if it, there's a lot to point to uh, um, in the culture that Utah is, what they've established. You know, obviously, Winningham and his coaching staff are, are very much uh, the reason behind that. But I think specifically this season, we've seen that change, I think, very directly associated with, with, with Cam and what he's not only doing on the field, but his personality and what he's doing off the field. Cole, we'll finish on this one, and then uh, on the other side, we'll talk about one of your other interviews. You had a lot of good interviews this week, so uh, as always, kudos, good job. You need to go read all of those articles over at UTZone.com. But he talked – let me phrase it like this. Utah had one of the most impressive second halves that we've ever seen in that program. Four straight touchdown drives, held Arizona State scoreless, ended the game on a sack off by Devin Lloyd. Yes, sack off is a term now. It's a, it's official. Deal with it. Um, what did Devin have to say about the second half? Was there any sort of catalyst? Did he give any kind of hint as to why uh, they came out with so much fire there in the second half? Were you asking about Devin Lloyd or? or uh, De- Devon Bailey, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I no, you're good. Recapping that Devin Lloyd is very good at football. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he Devon Devon um, specifically shared, you know what they what they had discussed um, in the locker room. He said Coach Witt simply came in, um, telling us to keep uh, make sure they kept energy. He said it's not like the game is over. Uh, we still have another half, and so he brought that juice. Uh, but he he really pointed more to execution, and that was a theme that that I, I had heard from several players this week um in the interviews I, I asked everybody the same question to to see if there was any any differences but it was the same across the board it was way too many times we just simply were not executing and we were trying to play more as individuals rather than a team and so coach Whittingham told them you know in the locker room do your jobs play as a team go out and execute and that's that's the simple answer that everybody gave me there wasn't any really beyond that, there wasn't really any specific changes. There wasn't any scheming that was that was different. It simply was go out there and do your jobs, play our play our you know style of football. Awesome stuff. Uh, I I think Devon Bailey is one that's going to become a fan favorite by the time he's done here at the University of Utah. Uh, Steve, as the head scout of of Utah Twitter, aka Utahone, aka twenty four seven. What's the breakdown on Devon Bailey? Love what he brings to the field, right? Six foot three, six foot four, two hundred five pounds. Good burst, you know. Good athleticism. He's able to get downfield. He's able to get deep. Sneaky good again, by guys. <laughs> yeah. No, like absolutely. I think his athleticism. He looks very similar to Solomon Enos in terms of their frame, but it just seems like he's got a little bit more juice. And that's not to say that Solomon is slow or anything like that. Like Solomon Enos is is a good athlete, mm-hmm. but Devon just has that a little bit extra, and I think it catches defenders by surprise, maybe. Um, but you know he's a guy that can get vertical, and Cameron Rising has a good chemistry with him. And when you've got a good chemistry with a guy that can get deep, it's a dangerous combination. Uh, and I think he's really benefited from Cam being on the field. It's allowed him to find a comfort level that maybe wasn't there previously as, as Cole kind of alluded to, um, you know, with the relationships with Cam and, and who was there before him. Um, but I do think Devon has the type of game that's ideal for an outside receiver at Utah. 
Just a, a taller, longer, good athlete, a bigger body that can get deep, that can run routes in the intermediate areas of the field. Just a good overall receiver. Devon Vele is going to make DBs sweat a lot going forward in the Pac-12. And you know what they're going to need? Sweat block wipes. For a few weeks now, we've been talking about sweat block, these wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people have been listening. We have friends of Lockdown who've tried sweat block and love it. Like the Hollywood producer, straight out of Hollywood, you have a producer who's working on the set of a Marvel movie. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe Cole Fotheringham started as Captain America. I don't know. She was working 18-hour days for weeks in the Atlanta heat. She heard about Sweatblock, started trying it, and loves it. No more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it. Maybe the green one? Who knows? To stay dry on set and on the red carpet. That's If that's not enough from you, then I'm going to give you my endorsement as well as a big Hairy, sweaty guys. Sweat block is what I go to to make sure that all these cool hoodies and and, and shirts and everything like that that I get now, uh, they stay clean. They uh, sweat block is great because it stops excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. It is doctor created, doctor recommended. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere. Uh, you've heard me talk about the lotion. The lotion is unbeatable. Uh, if it's not just the wipes, but the wipes and the lotion together, you are going to be one happy individual. So if you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Back here on the flip side of a, uh, 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 we're not supposed to call them breaks, but I just did, so that's okay. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Jane, joined, Jane, <laughs> this may or may not be the second podcast we've recorded today, so I apologize for that, but joined by my good friend Steve Bartle. And my other good friend, Cole Bagdy, uh, a.k.a. Big Daddy. What was the other nickname we came up with you? Uh, oh, King. King of, King of the Chronicle. Do uh, this, do last, that. Last night on on the social podcast, they called me the Paris Hilton. So, Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. I don't know where that one came from. But... Wow. <laughs> the Paris or the Perez? Like the guy Paris who... Hilton. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh... don't, I don't know where that one came from. But... I'm going to have to talk to Andrew and christian about that one yeah i would like to stay at your hotels for free if that's the case um (laughs) but i think more importantly than that you've been crushing it on the beat at the university of utah had some really great interviews uh we've seen a few stars uh kind of emerge and develop this season and one of those is karene reed i I feel like karene reed has really put his mark on, on on this team on this program and on the position which is impressive because nephi sewell coming back was one of the uh you know, one of the probably the most, uh, you know, I wouldn't say uh, most reliable, probably not. That's probably Devin Lloyd, but one of the most reliable players, the most known, well known quantities on the team. And Karenia Reed has stepped in and done a great job. Uh, what did. What did you glean from Karene about his experience so far at Utah and, and why he's been able to do that? First off, this kid is just a stud. Um, I'm a sucker for underdogs for guys that maybe go overlooked and, and, you know, turn heads and, and surprise people. And, and Karene is, is 
the definition of that. Um, not only has he been all over the field, but I was just super impressed with this, um, with this guy, you know, talking to him yesterday, just super well-spoken, very analytical, um, knows the game of football really well and has a great memory. Uh, you know, I asked him about uh, a few certain plays, uh, specifically his interception against Washington state. He could recall the entire thing. And that was almost a month ago. Um, so just really impressed with this, with this player, um, this freshman walk on, but, Again, similar to Devon Bailey, I think uh, Karine is is the player that he is because of the process he's had to go through. You know, he originally was supposed to play at Utah State, um, committed to them back in 2018. That didn't end up going through, and now, you know, a couple years later, he's he's found himself uh, at Utah as a walk-on. Um, but you know, he told me he tries not to think about being a walk-on as much. Um, he's he's just simply focused on um, doing you know what. What, what, what coach Swan wants him to do, um, you know, the rest of the room, learning from them. Um, and he even said, and this really stood out to me, you know, he said, there's a lot of mental games that go on being a walk-on, you know, feeling like you're starting at the bottom, but I feel like Utah treats their walk-ons like scholarship players and everyone's treated equally. And I think that's the exact reason that he is the player that he is, is because of the culture that Utah um, has created, especially with their walk-ons. We're seeing a lot of walk-ons you know, making big impacts and, and uh, notable di um, differences um, in the play. I mean, the way that he took the field against Washington State, replacing uh, Nephi Sewell in, in an incredibly talented linebacker room was just, to me, really impressive. And that's what caught my eye, you know, right right from the beginning. Cole, I'm curious to hear you talked about him, you know, Kareni remembering – that play, that interception, it was a really impressive play. I remember watching it, the play develop, and I, you know, I remember thinking, just oh, here it comes. I'm curious to hear what Kareni had to say about that play and what he saw in that play. Yeah, so I mean, I I asked him about his, you know, the game itself, and you know, he said that it was a team effort, but um, you know, he said initially he read so. So Washington State's marched march the football down the field. It's towards the end of the first quarter. They're knocking on the door. They're looking like they're going to score. Uh, they completed a couple um, passes, a few runs. I think they converted a fourth and short. There's a lot of momentum going on. Um, they're, they're, I believe they're in the red zone. Um, and so, so what he told me is he said, I read run initially. Uh, the lineman shot off the line. But then I, right when I saw the quarterback pull it, I knew that he was trying to hit the man behind me. So I dropped back, and it was right there when I turned around. Um, he said it was awesome. He said it was crazy, especially starting off that way. So just for him to to be able to recall the entire play, to know exactly what happened. And as I went back and I watched the footage, you could see everything he talked about. You know, initially he it did it looked like he was gonna commit to to a run type play. But then as the quarterback, you know, did pull that football out, you watch his eyes, you watch him, you know, really studying the quarterback, his movements, what's happening. And you can kind of tell when it clicks in his head, here's, you know, the football's coming. I need to drop back. And that's exactly what he did. And he picked it off like the pass was intended for him. Um, and then took it back, you know, I, I believe about 13 yards. So it was just to, to hear that from him, you know, several weeks removed from the actual play, I think just had, speaks volumes about the type of player that he is to remember exactly what happened. That goes a long way, you know, over the course of, of, of a career, when you can remember how players react, what they're doing, recall that and put that to use later on. Yeah, it about that play, you know, it's it's impressive that he remembers but but I remember 
watching it and just his recognition of where to drop to, you know, of identifying the receiver and understanding where to go and where to drop um, was really, really impressive, especially for a freshman. You know, you talked a lot about the the talent in the linebacker room. Utah's brought in a ton of talent over the, the last year or so at that linebacker position. Colton Swan has done a good job. But that play really kind of uh, did it for me where it showed that Kareni is he's he's got a good understanding of the game and where offenses are trying to exploit defenses. Um, so just a, a really good play, and it's it's really cool to hear that from him. I got another question for you. Uh, Kareni is playing with what could end up being one of the best linebackers in Utah history, maybe one of the best defensive players in history. Did he have anything to say about Devin Lloyd and his influence on him? Yeah, I mean – it just continues to give us kind of more of a, a better insight, a microscope look, if you will, into the type of player that Devin Lloyd is and what he means to this program. Um, and what he told me was, was, was just a golden, these are the types of answers that you hope to get when you ask these questions. He said, I try not to take him for granted every day. As much as he's a player, he's also a coach. Um, he's been around and studied so much film. Just an amazing person, uh, in my opinion, the perfect teammate. Um, you know, and, and earlier in the interview as well, um, you know, he 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 talked about Nephi and uh, and Devin without me even asking uh, a question about. It. You know, he said, "I'm just trying to do my best to learn from the other linebackers around me." Nephi and Devin are just amazing players, but better teammates. I think it's rare to find people that play at that level um, that are such good people. Um, and he's also learned how much it takes to be great. He said, Devin specifically is just constantly in the film room, training room or weight room. And the same thing with Nephi. He said, I don't think I learned till I got here, how much it really takes. So like you're talking about, Utah has brought in a ton of linebacker talent. And I don't think there's anybody better in the country to be learning from than Devin Lloyd himself and, and Karene proved my point with everything he said. So now I think it's worth pointing out the fact that he's a walk-on to the program. So he is starting ahead of other scholarship athletes. We've talked about the depth at the linebacker position. It's worth noting that a lot of these guys, you know, the Calverts and, and some of the other guys on, on the team, you know, Trey Reynolds, are not exactly uh, the same position as Karene. He's more of a rover. Those are more middle and, and, and strong side backers. So it's not necessarily that he's starting over a, a ton of scholarship players as much as it's – you know, he's just earned his way into the position. That being said, has he talked at all about what it's like being a walk-on on this team and having to step into that role? Yeah, I mean, he um, – I touched on this just a little bit earlier. You know, he he just mentioned there's a lot of mental games that go on, and, I, and I'm sure um, kind of like what, what Vele talked about. You, you come in and you're a little bit of a punching bag. You, you start at the bottom um, – you start at the bottom of the chart and, you know, a lot of you, a lot of them are put on the scout team and it's just, it's a tough position. You know, you, you are good enough to play at the college level, but I think you, you put, you label yourself and a lot of people label you as, as simply a walk on. Um, and we talked about, about, uh, talked a little bit about that. He just tries not to think about it and is simply just trying to contribute, trying to learn. Um, and he just doesn't let it get to him. And, and I think that has been, demonstrated on the field time and time again. I mean, he was, he was the one they chose to replace Sewell. That, that says a lot about how good he is with how deep the linebacker room is. So um, I think if, if he has dealt with mind games, I think he's passed them and he's just combated them 
um, beautifully to be able to perform and not allow that effect to affect his mindset. Last question. And, and, and just, you mentioned that he's slowly becoming uh, one of your favorite players on the team. What is it about him that makes him uh, that, that caliber or that level? Man, I kind of, like I mentioned, I just, I love an underdog story. I love people that, that uh, are unexpected that come out of nowhere that um, just that they fight and they fight and they prove themselves worthy of, of uh, being contributors. And that's exactly what he's done. Um, you, you watch him and watch, uh, you know, against Washington state and he led the team in tackles, 15 total tackles, a tackle for, for six yards lost. And that interception, which he took back 13 yards, it was a critical interception. I mean, who knows what would have happened? I mean, it was zero, zero at that point. Let's say Washington state goes up seven. It could have been a completely different ball game. Um, and while his production has, has gone down a little bit, um, you know, he's, he's recorded just nine tackles and I say just, but he's recorded nine tackles over the last two games. Um, but I just, I feel like every time there's a defensive series and plays are happening, obviously Devin Lloyd is usually the person that's bringing down the ball carrier or there was, you know, and then obviously in the secondary there's, you know, Clark Phillips and Vontae Davis and those guys, McKinney, but I just feel like I'm noticing Reed around the play a lot. Um, he might not be the guy making the tackle, but he's nearby. And if someone slips and misses a tackle, he's going to be the one to back them up, you know, to, to have their back. And so I just, that's why he's so, he he's quickly become one of my favorite players is he, he's gone through a difficult, you know, process to, to get to where he's at. He's put his head down. He's remained humble. You know, he's, he's simply just looking to contribute. And then his play on the field has just showed so much promise. He doesn't look like a walk-on. He doesn't look like a freshman. He looks like a veteran linebacker out there. And I'm just so excited to watch him continue to grow because I think his ceiling is sky high. And I said this, you know, in my article about him, if you don't know who he is, become familiar with his name. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that that chills. That one gave me the, the, the Googlies. Uh, Karani Reed, I appreciate the hard work that you do on that one, Cole. Uh, go read the article at utone.com. Uh, he is an impressive one, another diamond in the rough. Uh, Utah County, Utah fans, you can take pride over him. The local Tim Few prospect is uh, he's balling out. And I bet if Karene Reed uh, had to make an auto repair, he'd probably go to rockauto.com. With the number of increasing makes and models, it's just going to be too much for a local auto parts store to carry every single part that you might need. That's why Rock Auto is there. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Save anywhere from 30, 50, even 100% off whatever the parts you might be trying to get from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Uh, I have, boy, uh, the best part about doing these Rock Auto reads is they remind me all the time of all the things I have to fix on my car. Just ordered some new floor mats because it's in dire need of it. Uh, As much traveling as I do and as much driving as I do. Oh boy, do we need floor mats. So we're going to keep those, uh, keep that carpet fresh and clean. Thanks to rockauto.com. We encourage you to go discover your own car part needs, discover how Rock Auto can help and uh, 
You know, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. When you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, to receive your bonus. That's 50% on your first deposit from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your Vegas favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, want a special uh, special thanks out to uh, my two co-hosts tonight, Steve Bartle, Cole Bagley. I don't know. It's it's a shame we don't have the YouTube channel set up because I don't know if there's ever been this much manliness on one screen. The Word. hat collection is impressive. Big shout out to Cole. There's beards. Cold show. Cole. Yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy Cole showing up, uh, a.k.a. Paris Hilton. <laughs> so Paris, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh let's let's talk a little bit about the Beavers here. What's your prediction for the game on Saturday and and, and how do you see this game unfolding? Uh, I think we're going to see a similar um scheme from Utah that we've seen um that we saw last week, maybe the week before. I think uh it really comes down to Cam Rising, you know, playing well again. Um he's been uh, incredible in his starts, you know, since assuming the starting position, he's 56 of 84, 66 percent for 690 yards and five touchdowns. The Utes are three and oh, um, and they've outscored their opponents 101 to 60. Um, there's an obvious, there's an obvious, there's an obvious correlation between rising stellar performance, uh, and Utah's undefeated record. And Oregon State is not good, um, against the pass, uh, pass and passing defense. Um, They've allowed roughly 500 more yards through the air uh, as compared to the ground. So I do expect uh, a pretty heavy pass attack. Um, and then for the Beavers, they've done really well on the ground, a total of um, 1,455 yards compared to just 628 through the air. Their quarterback was not good last week. He threw two, two interceptions. So I expect a pass-heavy game from Utah with with some rushing. I mean, Tavion Thomas is looking pretty good. Um but if if Utah shuts down the run game from the Beavers, which I don't have any reason to expect them not to, I think Utah walks away with a two or three possession victory. Okay, I like that, Steve. So here are my thoughts on the game. I think the most important thing that the Utes can do on Saturday is limit, at least slow down the Oregon State rushing attack. Um, you know, Chance Nolan is a good quarterback, but I'm not sure he's the type of guy that. Even Jonathan Smith would want to put the ball in his hands and rely on him to win them a game. So, you know, Utah, it's the focus entirely on the defense side of the ball should be on stopping this Oregon State rushing attack with B.J. Baylor. Um, 
that's going to be the most important thing for me for the Utah defense on offense. You know, it's going to be more of the same. We're going to see continue to see the multiple tight end sets. You know, we'll see the run game continue to be a point of emphasis. It's been good to see Tavion Thomas emerge as, um, you know, RB1. Uh, I think he's got a pretty firm grasp on that role in the offense. And, you know, he's he's played well over the last two weeks. So I think for Utah, as important as it is to stop the Oregon State rushing attack, I think it's going to be equally as important for them to establish their own rushing game with Tavion Thomas, TJ Pledger, Cameron Rising picking up, you know, maybe some undesigned run yards, creating yards on his own. I think those will be valuable things for Utah on Saturday. So um, it's going to be a tough contest. Oregon State is a much better team than than what Utah fans and so it saw in 2019 where Utah won 52 to seven. Um, so it's it's going to be a tight contest. Uh, but ultimately, I think Utah just this this team they've kind of found some their their confidence, their mojo, their swag. They're having fun. I, I think that this continues on Saturday. Um, they're going to have to earn it though. But I do think that they ultimately win. You know, by by a touchdown score or something like that. Yeah, I, I think this one ends up in Utah's favor as well. I think. The one thing that you've both managed to point out is is what Utah's goal is is it's to wear teams down, and they have yet to find a team that can really hang with them for four quarters. I, I think that that's going to be the recipe against this Oregon State Beavers team. Uh, you know, if they establish the run game, I think my biggest curiosity with this whole game uh, is primarily, you know, how does Utah attack? Oregon State do they go with the pass early on or do they try to establish the run you know do they go up a little uh, up tempo a little bit more and try and find success early so that that way they can really establish things later in the game and, and, and hold on to a lead you know and, and how much you know we've seen this Utah team really improve in, you know, in the second half and the third quarter and the fourth quarter the last two weeks how much better can they be to start the game especially on defense you know can they can they shut Oregon State down on that first possession and can the offense get back on track I think those are the two things that I'm kind of looking at as well this one does feel like it is a bit uh, a little bit heavier in, in favor of the Utes Steve and I talked about FPI on the block cast they have them, the Utes as a strong favorite my guy stats at war uh, for football outsiders has Utah as a strong favorite as well so I do think that the Utes walk away with this one for, with a victory I'll be curious to see what happens with the weather if that's a limiting factor especially if Utah has to attempt any field goals as Jordan Noyes is now the uh, the field goal kicker that'll be interesting and a new long snapper so we'll see how all that stuff hangs up with the weather fellas again thank you so much for joining me any final comments from you Brian, man, it's a pleasure to join you on the Locked On Youths podcast, man. You've got a beautiful thing here. Well, I, I do tonight anyways because, I again, the locks, the beards. Cole brings good looks, youthfulness, energy to the podcast. Uh, Big Daddy Bagley, he's he's got that going for him. Cole, uh, any, any last thoughts from you? Are you guys in a steam room? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually in a cabin in the woods recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Needed to get away. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're uh, we're prepping for Corvallis is what we're doing. Um, no, you, 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 you two are both going to the game, correct? I, yeah. I am not. Oh, staying oh. home. Okay. Oh, I see how it is. 
you know, I'm just, I haven't quite reached that Bartle level yet. I'm on the, uh, I'm on the university's tab and it was one, it was just one game. So, but I will be at Arizona. So that'll be an experience. Man, maybe I should try to get down for that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to make any promises. All righty. This has been uh, the Lockdown Union's podcast. Uh, Steve Bartle, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, sbartle247. You can also catch me, uh, you know. Everywhere. Ute Zone. Yeah, Ute Zone. ESPN 700. It's Utah's KSL world. Sports. Yeah. Uh, where else am I? That's it. That's it. Just Utah. Probably a jazz game. Maybe your local golf municipal. <laughs> Who knows? Steve, according to Kendra, Steve thought the Jazz were playing just the number seven tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she asked, who are they playing? And I said seven. <laughs> i love the fact that she's uh becoming a force on twitter uh cole bagley where can they find you uh not as many places as bartle but you can find me uh at the now. daily utah <laughs> you can find me at the daily utah chronicle ute zone uh ksl um and here now once a week which i love doing um, on and then, yeah buddy and at social hall sports this week. Yeah, yeah, occasionally uh, that mm-hmm. comes out on Friday, so we'll see. Um, and then on Twitter as well, just at Bagley underscore Cole. Awesome. Alrighty, my name is Brian Brown. You can find me at Brown Barris LC. We've given you a lot of places to find us. Uh, the one place you won't find me is in Provo. I can guarantee that. This has been the Locked On Youth Podcast for Thursday, October twenty first. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you again. Tomorrow.